Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. And it shoots and scores! Tomas Hurdle hits the jackpot! You're listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide. Brought to you by Coors Light. Score! Logan Couture wins it in overtime! Now, now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Alexander Barabanov got his first goal of the season on the power play just recently. And now here he goes. He comes in with some speed. He stick handles. He deeks. He shoots. He scores! Alexander Barabanov gets the winner in the shootout for the Sharks. San Jose will win this game 3-2. to two. Damn good. It hasn't happened yet, obviously, but it was uh, not only just a shootout, but, you know, we stuck with it after a tough first period. It was a very sleepy period for us. I thought they were on their toes and, you know, took it to us. I'm fortunate to get out of there only down one nothing, and I thought we started playing in the second. And it was, uh, we started finding our legs and playing the way we needed to, and then I thought our third was really good. And, listen, we could have easily got really down and packed it in after we went down 2 nothing, and we didn't. We kept coming, and, uh, you know, I know they probably don't love the second goal, but we don't love it second goal either so I mean it, it works out and just really happy and proud of our guys we really competed and that was a that was a nutsy win all right good morning everyone how are we doing for the first time we are waking up consecutive winners in this 2022-2023 season and it feels good I gotta say you know there have been many many times this year where the San Jose Sharks I felt had played well enough to earn a win or you thought they were going to be able to walk away with a a better result than what had happened. And too often, they had just simply not been rewarded for their hard work. It's something that I've touched upon multiple times over the course of this year is that, you know, there is a disconnect that occurs when you feel like you're putting in the hard work and you're doing the right things and you walk away with not a win. And yeah, you get a point in some of those shootout losses, but that's not exactly the reward you're looking for. You want to see a W. You want two points when the night is done. And to the credit, that's what the Sharks did last night. They worked through some difficulties. They worked through some struggles. I mean, for most of that game, they were trailing. They didn't tie it till late in the third. But that's a credit to the way that they have been able to not give up on themselves, not give up on the season. And hopefully now you see a little bit of momentum. And I don't know that that necessarily you know, goes on to this particular road trip because you've got Vegas coming up as your next game, and that is a distinct challenge. But... Once again, the Sharks have given themselves a chance by already having, you know, notched this as a 500 road trip. And I can't state the importance of that enough. I mean, when you get a 500 road trip, you're doing half the battle, right? Like, that's what you're supposed to do if you're going to be a good team. You are supposed to, you know, win games at home and go 500 on the road. And this is the second four-game road trip of where the Sharks are going to go 500 at worst. They could Definitely go into Vegas and get a win. I'm not putting that outside the realm of possibilities. It's going to be difficult. But at the same time, Vegas just had their nine-game win streak snapped. And, you know, sometimes teams after win streaks like that, they cool for a little bit. There's going to be a correction one way for one team, just like the Sharks right now. Maybe we're seeing a correction in the other way. 
And that was a, the kind of thought I had in the shootout last night. And I said, okay, love averages. The Sharks have got to win a shootout, right? Like it's got to happen at some point this year. And so even though I was, you know, very much on the edge of my seat during the entirety of the shootout, I felt averages the way they play out. The Sharks should be able to get a shootout win out of this game. And lo and behold, they did. And it was very exciting. It was very fun. It was great to see. I loved just the fact that the Sharks were able to rally in the game. And, you know, even though they got behind and they were chasing a game on the road and what they got three posts during the game, they never let the game get away from them. And I think that's just a huge indication of where they are mentally right now, because we've seen many, many games this year where the Sharks were simply not you know, they, they they either got disengaged from a game or even though they were mentally engaged, they weren't rewarded. And for this game to work out the way it did, it just, again, is indicative of the fact that they are willing to fight. They are willing to grind. They are willing to put out, you know, the effort that is needed to get themselves back into games. And, you know, hopefully that idea of them being, you know, the team that would give up five straight goals or four straight goals or what we've seen at many other times this year, hopefully they are more putting that behind them. Now, I did think that there were many times during the game last night where they looked like they didn't have their legs. They looked a little bit tired, a little bit sleepy. They were having trouble getting engaged. They were out physical, especially in the earlier parts of that game. They just didn't look ready for what Minnesota was bringing them. And they got pinned in their own end. They were getting, you know, just overall, just not having much success in the neutral zone. Their breakouts weren't very good. Their zone entries were not often with a lot of speed. It looked like there was just a lot of discombobulation. But I will say that amidst that discombobulation, there was no panic. There seemed to be an idea of, okay, let's absorb the blows that we are going to see on this, and we'll be able to get ourselves into the game. And I think there was no bigger blow than when Eric Carlson somehow slipped and fell on the ice and a game that they're desperately trying to get back into goes from one nothing in the third to two nothing in the third. But again, no panic at that point. The Sharks just simply kept on coming. And I will say that Minnesota seemed like they were almost surprised that the Sharks didn't just collapse at that point. And I think that was, again, indicative of where the Sharks are at mentally. They said, hey, you know what? This should be a one nothing game. We should be able to get ourselves back into it. And they kept on grinding in that capacity. And one of the other things that I really liked is when we look at the stats out of this game, we see what is indicative to me of a team performance. Like that's exactly the type of thing that I need to see from the Sharks on a consistent basis because we love it when Eric Carlson's going supernova. We love it when Timo Meyer and Tomas Hurdle are doing their thing. And we, you know, talk about the game on. Friday night with Dallas, you know, you had Logan Couture doing his thing. You had, you know, contributions everywhere. This was another game where you had contributions everywhere, but it was more um, about, you know, the depth on the team as opposed to the stars. You know, you have Vlasic with two assists, which I believe is his first multi-assist game of the year. Don't quote me on that, but that's what my brief memory tells me. Lawrence had a goal. Sturm had a goal. Benny had an assist. EK65 had an assist. Reimer, 28 saves. The penalty kill was two for two. You rally with goals late in the second period. You don't, you know, make any critical mistakes in overtime. And then you able, you know, you're able to walk away with a win in a shootout like that. That to me is the type of thing that you can build upon because now you're getting more players involved. Now you're getting more players getting their games going. And we talked about it with Curtis Pichelka the other day that it's going to take time for this Sharks team to get things rolling. And I think that is, you know, something you have to look at and be aware of that, you know, I talked about this earlier in the year and, you know, I got to got blowback from some people of the classic. Well, it doesn't take this long to get your game going. And my take is always, well, yeah, yeah it can. 
You know, and I, and I, I think there are needs for wake up calls at some times. And I think there are needs for, you know, overall, just the, 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 the timing of things like you've got to wait and it's hard to be patient in this league. You want everything to happen immediately. You want yourself to be able to perform and live up to your expectations. And yeah, you get some guys like a, you know, an Eric Carlson who goes off and you get, you know, big games from individual players, but you could just tell that overall the Sharks were not, um, you know, living up to their own expectations. And so now you get a little bit of momentum. You get a little bit of this team, you know, mentality starting to emerge. You get a little bit of more of guys finding success. And that's why the Sharks are now too clear of the basement in the Pacific Division. They're in sixth. Vancouver and their struggles have them in seventh. Anaheim and their struggles have them in eighth. The Sharks right now are only one point back of Calgary. Calgary is supposed to be, you know, the team that takes over everything this year. We talked about their offseason. We talked about what they had built, and it's not happening there yet. And Seattle and Los Angeles and Vegas are surprising. And, you know, Edmonton's, you know, chugging along at nine and seven on the year. But, you know, there is a lot of hockey left to play. And the Sharks. 17 games into their season, the same amount as L.A., and they've just recorded at least a 500 road trip. This this is important. This is an important moment of the season, and I'm very curious to see what happens next because, you know, I think the first bit of the season was the worst-case scenario for the Sharks, the shootout losses, the, you know, goals just being you, you go up by one against Vegas and you give up four straight goals or three straight goals in that game. I mean, these, these are worst-case scenarios. And now we're starting to see the Sharks in a situation where not that they were not to blame for the worst case scenarios that they had put themselves in. I I definitely say you put the blame squarely on them. You just hoped it would have gone different. But now you have an opportunity for the Sharks to put themselves in a better situation and you are going to play Vegas, which is not going to be easy. But then you have some opportunity to try and get yourself a little bit more momentum when you come home, although you are going to be facing some very good teams. Like, it doesn't get any easier in the NHL. Some stretches are tougher than others, but again, it's not going to be easy by any means. You are going to be at Vegas on Tuesday night. Then you're going to be home versus Detroit on Thursday night, home versus New York on Saturday night, home versus Ottawa on Monday night. Then you're going to be at Seattle before you're back home against L.A. and you're back home against Vancouver on the uh, 27th again. So you, you've got your work cut out for you. I mean, this this is not going to be easy. Then you end the month by going to Montreal and Toronto back to back, to back on a Monday or excuse me, on a Tuesday and a Wednesday. And then you're at Ottawa, at Buffalo, before you come home and face Vancouver again on the 7th of December. Then you're at Anaheim, hosting Arizona, at L.A., at Cal- or hosting Calgary, and then hosting Calgary again, hosting Minnesota, at Vancouver, hosting Philadelphia, at Dallas. I mean, you're, you're all over the place. You know, this is back to the normal NHL schedule. Last year was still a little bit odd at times. But this is the classic grind, and it's not going to be easy. It's going to be fun. I mean, I, again, you've had more fun in the last couple of days than you have had in quite some time. And I, I think that when you look back at the way these games have gone, I mean, let's you know go no further than the game against Vegas. You're up you know, 2-1 entering the third. That's a bummer. The game against Tampa Bay, you know, a goal in the first 30 seconds and a goal in the last minute, your own errors do you in. And that's two out of three to end the month of October where you lose split by a loss against Toronto. Then you lose to Anaheim in a shootout. You lose to Florida in a shootout. You lose to Anaheim in a shootout again. You have a winnable situation against St. Louis. 
I mean, this is this is all tough for the Sharks up to this point of the season. And then finally, you get the win against Dallas, a hard-fought game, 5-4. And then you get the win in a shootout against Minnesota where you felt like you needed one of those grinders to work your direction. This is the improvement we expected from the Sharks, and it's taken time. I don't deny the fact that it's not been easy up to this point of the year, but you know it wasn't going to happen immediately. They were underperforming. And in my opinion, this isn't just a small streak. Now, can they get themselves back into playoff picture? I, I don't know. I mean, that is a that is a very difficult challenge for them to do because they put themselves in quite a hole to start the year. And if we look at the wild card standings right now, the Sharks in seventh place in the wild card, but only three points back of the final wild card spot right now. And considering how poorly it's gone at points of this season, that's not the worst. And God, credit to the Sharks four and four on the road so far. That that is just huge to me. You know, like four and four, their road play, if we're looking anywhere to hang our hat on the Sharks up to this point of the year, it's their road trips. And another reason to be happy about what we've seen on these road trips is, is it is indicative of team growth, right? Like teams that can still come together can play well on the road. If the Sharks were in complete meltdown mode, if the Sharks were not capable of playing to a higher level, I think the road record would be a lot, lot worse. And now the Sharks finally have that chance to take a quality road trip, bring it back home, see if they can put some results on the board and start climbing. And again, not easy, not the way we expected the season to go up to this point, at least not how I did, but it is, in my opinion, a step in the right direction. And we heard about this from David Quinn after the, the game the other night. He said it's a, you know, it's a step or a step forward, I believe was the terminology he used verbatim. But you need to see these signs of growth. You need to see these steps in the right direction. Earlier this year, the Sharks were not able to come back from deficits the way they have. You know, they gave up goals like the game against Anaheim. You surrender, you know, two goals in the last five minutes of a game only to lose in a shootout. That is a step in the wrong direction. It's a step backwards, I guess we'll say. These last couple of games, these have been steps in the right direction. You know, the game against St. Louis, that was another winnable game that got away from them. Well, this is another instance of where the Sharks have been able to take steps of growth. And, you know, Quinn talked about it, the need for the pain to be there for the Sharks to realize what they need to do to win. You know, it's one of those things where the later and later we get into the season, I hope that becomes like a refrain for the team, like embrace the pain, grow from it. And I think that we can look back at, you know, some other teams in Bay Area sports history, like the Giants in 2010, they, you know, were big on the the torture aspect. I think there's a similar aspect of pain that's been a part of the Sharks came up to this point of the year. Embrace it, grow from it, use it to your advantage. And recently it seems like the Sharks are. And I'm not trying to get overly um, positive or try and look at things from the vantage point of the Sharks having, you know, gotten through the hard part and it's all going to be easy from this point on. No, it's probably going to be very difficult. And, you know, the idea of the Sharks getting back into the wild card picture is not going to be easy. But, you know, again, you are looking for things to build upon. You are looking for these foundational pieces. You are looking for these stepping stones of what David Quinn can sell to his team on how they can continue to improve and how the leadership core of the team can show them that they are able to overcome the adversity because that's been an issue for this team up to this point of the year. I mean, there's no there's no greater visual than Eric Carlson, one of the greatest skaters in the history of the league, falling on his ass and then, you know, getting a, an assist that helps the team come back to what turned eventually into a win. Eric Carlson wasn't going to let that moment bother him. You know, the 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 shootout something that has not been good to the Sharks up to this point of the year. 
They didn't go into this shootout with slumped shoulders. They played like they wanted to win, even when they had their shots stopped. James Reimer came up huge on the other side. I mean, this is exactly the type of game they can point to, not just because it was a comeback, but just because of the inherent troubles they experienced on their way to getting a win. It's like they fell behind one nothing, And then, you know, one of their best players had something incredibly rare happen. He got sniped and his skates got taken out. And suddenly the team is going the opposite direction and, you know, makes it 2 nothing in a game where you were working hard to get yourself back into it and you didn't have a great start overall and you couldn't get the overtime goal. And, it, you know, there was a lot of ways and a lot of different reasons the Sharks could have been able to point at this game and said, oh, yeah, we lost. But you know what? When all was said and done, they didn't lose. They found, you know, another gear at right times of the game, were able to come back from a 2 nothing deficit, and they they got the win. And that's exactly what you, you would hope to see. That's exactly what, you know, you need at this point of the year that's been rough. And I saw Darren Stevens tweet this out. Eric Carlson had 34 minutes of ice time, two blocks, the primary assist on the game-tying goal. This was his most in the regular season with San Jose and his most since December 29th, 2015 with Ottawa. That is insane. I mean, Eric Carlson, I know he's been a polarizing shark. It's my best term to use for him. I've always been a big fan, but Eric Carlson is helping the Sharks win games. Yes, he had a uh, an extremely unfortunate incident in which he fell that led to a goal, but you know what? Eric Carlson's been the best Shark this year. He's been the reason that the Sharks have been in a lot of games. He's playing with such extreme confidence, and it's so much fun to watch. And to see that go down the way it did, I love the fact that he was able to come back with a game-tying assist. And I love the fact that he's continuing to put up points more often than not. And I apologize for my voice. The uh, the Ramies are sick. We've got first and third graders bringing home viruses left and right. Uh, but the point is there were opportunities and reasons left and right for the Sharks to never, ever have a chance of coming back and winning that game last night. But they shrugged it off, and they did. You know, losing when you're supposed to win, as the Sharks have done in a couple of games this year, those hurt. But I don't think they're as impactful as winning the games you are supposed to lose. And I think that's what the Sharks can learn, especially from these last two games. No one picked them to win in Dallas or in Minnesota, but they were able to get the win when all was said and done in the face of adversity and put themselves in a much better situation going forward. All right, we're going to take a break. On the other side, we are going to get into some of the post-game reaction as the Streaking Sharks win two games in a row. You're on Morning Tide. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide. Brought to you by Coors Light. Carbonum looks for Carlson. He's back on the point. Oh, no. Carlson fell down, lost the puck. It's a two-on-oh breakaway. Moving in, here's a chance for Dewar. Score! Dewar and Mason Shaw had a gift because Eric Carlson lost an edge inexplicably on the blue line. A two-on-oh breakaway, a shorthanded goal for Connor Dewar, and it's 2-0 Minnesota. It's Lawrence on the right wing. Bounces it off the boards. Gates by Merrill. Backhands behind the Minnesota net. 
Down 2-0, the Sharks throw it around. Here's Vlasic shooting, save, rebound, save, rebound, score! Steven Lawrence, a second chance, bangs home the rebound. And that makes the score. Minnesota 2, the Sharks 1, with 6.04 to play. The Sharks are back in the game. Here's a shot now by Sturm. He scores! Nico Sturm, the former Wild, skating down the right side, ties the game with a wrist shot from 40 feet out. This game is all even 2-2. Yeah, I thought second and third period was uh, much more uh, the way we have to play. Um, I just said it in the other interview. Um, when we play the way we played in the second and third, we've been able to hang with you know every team. You know, Carolinas to Florida, today Minnesota, like all really really good playoff teams. And um, when we don't play that way, uh, you know, like we played the last ten minutes maybe against the Dallas, or uh, um, you know we've we've started at the end of games or in the first today, then you know then you know teams we're gonna fall behind. Uh, but second and third period was uh, that's the that's how we want to play. That's how we want to look. That, that was much better. The tale of the third period from Eric Carlson falling to Nico Sturm tying it up. A wild, wild finish and really satisfying for the Sharks to walk away with a shootout win. Let's hear what Carlson had to say about the moment that he did fall. Unfortunate moments in, uh, you know, my career. But nothing you can do about it. You got to shake it off and, and get going, you know. And we, we stuck with it. You know, that was, you know, a time in the in the period in the game where I felt like we were pushing hard to, to equalize the game. And to give that up, uh, you know, it hurts. But uh, the guy stuck with me uh, and we stuck with it. And, and you know, we grinded out a, a two-point night, uh, you know, despite... Uh, you know, some uh, some errors. And I'm sure it's easier to laugh it off when you win. Maybe he would have been a lot more angry had they lost. But, I mean, I do think you could see it immediately on the ice. It was not going to stop Eric Carlson in that moment. It was a it was a bad moment. And I think we saw David Quinn come over to the bench and pat him on the back, telling him, yeah, you know what, it happens. Don't worry about it. We've still got a lot of time left. And you heard it on the broadcast. You know, there was a lot of time left at that point. The Sharks had the ability to get themselves back into the game, and sure enough, they did. And that, again, is one of the big things we're going to be looking at as we get deeper and deeper into this season because, you know, the Sharks had rough times dealing with adversity earlier in the season. We look at what we've seen more recently. You know what? The the game against Dallas had that happen one week ago. I don't know that the Sharks hold on. Maybe they blow that three-goal lead and lose. Or last night, being down 2-0, especially in a demoralizing way to have your best player fall and lead to a shorthanded goal. I don't know if the Sharks a week ago come back from that, but suddenly they are learning, they are growing, they are taking these necessary steps to becoming a better team, and it's allowing them to, you know, fight through games. Well, there's a lot of hockey to be played, right? There was a lot of hockey to be played at that point. And like I said, I mean, you get tested in situations like that when your best player has an unfortunate moment happen and it ends up in the back of your net, your team can really, you know, pack it in and we did anything but that and that says an awful lot about our group and that's what gets me is that at that point you didn't look like you had a very good chance of winning this game when all was said and done but the Sharks played for the full 60 minutes now they didn't play a perfect 60 minutes by any means and they had trouble in the first period and there were moments of the second period where they did not look like they were really going to be able to get themselves back into the game and the third period even though it looked like they were playing really well at the start they gave up that goal in a very strange fashion while they're on the power play it's a shorthanded goal it's not the type of mistake that you usually see leading to a shorty it was just a total freak thing I mean that game right there doesn't make you think that you're going to walk away with two points it doesn't feel like you've earned two points you're giving yourself a chance to earn two points at that you know at that specific junction of the game but when all was said and done, the Sharks didn't let that stop them. And that's what you've got to do. 
games that don't present themselves as winnable games, sometimes you've got to win them. No, I think uh, we were chasing for for most part of the game today, uh, mainly because of the way that we came out of the gate. I don't think that we had a good first period. We weren't uh, prepared to play the way that we needed to play to be successful today and kind of put us on our heels. Uh, but again, I think that, you know, uh, we stuck with it the whole game. Uh, it wasn't our night. You know, we weren't feeling our best. You could tell, uh, you know, our, our skill level wasn't, uh, you know, where we needed it to be, but we grinded it out and we stuck with it. And, and uh, you know, uh, we came away with two points uh, on a night where, uh, you know, we probably didn't deserve it. But I will respond to that by saying there were several other games this year where the Sharks did play well enough to earn two points and they did not, or they had two points and let it slip away. And we talk about the correction. We talk about the rectification process of a team being more in line with their capable results versus what the actual results are. And I think the Sharks are kind of trending back towards that direction. Now, I could be proven wrong very, very quickly. I know this is professional sports. Anything can happen at any moment, but... You know, if you were to say, should the Sharks have five wins by this point of the season, not knowing what was going to happen, I think you would automatically say yes. You would think they would have more. So hopefully the Sharks are starting to trend towards being that team that we think they're capable of being. And again, it doesn't come easy, but I think it is, you know, the fact that you were able to get these guys having very good performances, having overall just, you know, the right type of mentality in games that weren't presenting themselves as ultimately winnable, like the game in Dallas. That's the second night of a back-to-back. You're going up against a team that's had a very good start to the season. That's not what you immediately view at as a quote-unquote winnable game. The Sharks go into Dallas and win. Now you're in Minnesota, a team that's coming off a one nothing shutout win and is looking much better compared to how they were earlier in the year, and you're down 2 nothing late in the third. I mean, that doesn't present itself as immediately a winnable game, but that's exactly what the Sharks do, and you can credit the penalty kill as well, and I think a penalty kill tells you a lot about a team's mentality, that they have the ability to dig deep and you know fight against the odds, and that's always easier said than done when things are going well. Like, if you're at the top of your division and your penalty kill is clicking, you know it's easy to feel that confidence. When you're towards the bottom and it's still clicking, that's indicative of a team's willingness to buy into what they're being told to buy into, that they know they have something they can lean on, that they know that they can take a penalty at the right moment and not let that be overall a disaster for their team. It gives me hope that the Sharks as the team comes around them, can build off that PK and turn themselves into a more dangerous team overall. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we addressed it before the game that, you know, now we we won a game the other night, but that's not, you know, we can't uh, win a game and then drop three or four in a row again. Like now we got to start, you know, stringing some wins together if we want to, you know, push into that next uh, echelon of, of, of teams and and that are push for playoff spots and that's hard but I think uh, we, we showed that when we play like we played in the second and third today we can play with, with teams like Minnesota you know playoff teams and uh, for us it's about how can we get as close to 60 minutes of that effort that we shot in the second and third as possible that's really the biggest thing that we got to work on and again, I like the fact that this is somewhat of a discussion that the team is having, that they're not just trying to take it game by game, that they are looking at the greater schedule and the greater standing and understanding what they have to do. And, you know, Nico Sturm has been pretty upfront about this since he came into the Sharks. I mean, he was the one who had the big moment after the fifth loss where he kind of spoke out and said some things. And he's just coming off of a championship team and he knows exactly what it takes. And I, I like Nico Sturm's game. You know, I think that he is as... As David Quinn put it, an honest type of player. Just an honest, 
real honest hockey player. I mean, he plays the game the way it needs to be played. He's long, he's rangy, he's got effort, second and third effort on all three zones. He's coachable. And I'm, you know, happy for him that he's getting rewarded statistically. It's nice to see him score goals, and I'm just really happy for him, and I'm happy for us that we have him. At this point, Sturm looks like a very solid pickup, and he looks like a character and dressing room guy that can be part of what the Sharks are trying to build right now. And no, the, the war is not going to be won in this year, nor is it going to be won on this road trip, nor is it going to be one on a homestand like this is a longer term project that the Sharks are embarking on right now like they are trying to figure out what they're going to do to get themselves back into being a contending team year in year out that's the challenge for Mike Greer that is the challenge for the entirety of the team David Quinn like they know they have work to do but what I have been looking for since the start of the season has been the continued growth like are they better than they were a week ago a month ago And yes, now we are one month and one week into the season. The Sharks have definitely shown signs of improvement. Now, I'll temper that by pointing out that the Sharks were much worse than I and many others expected them to be. I did not expect it to start off as poorly as it did with the five straight losses before you get number one, your first win of the year, I should say, or that the Sharks were going to lose five out of six on a homestand of six games in which they had three consecutive losses in a shootout. I mean, that's... Not the way that I expected it to go, and especially when you look at all those games on the homestand as quote-unquote winnable games. There's no way on earth that I thought that's how it was going to work out. Lo and behold, here we are. And the Sharks have won two in a row for the first time all year. They are looking at Eric Carlson playing some of the best hockey of his career. Guys across the board are starting to contribute. You had slow starts from Timo Meyer and Tomas Schertl in particular. They're making themselves more of a factor. You're looking at new players like Lawrence and Sturm be more comfortable. Barabanov is starting to wake up. The power play continues to look better overall, even if it's maybe not living up to your expectations. The penalty kill is still nails. James Reimer has been very, very good up to this point of the year, and he has, in my opinion, established himself as the number one. I mean, we didn't get as much of that statement from David Quinn last night, word for word, but I'll let you hear uh, what he had to say when asked if Reimer was the number one. Uh, He certainly has uh, elevated his game, yes. All right, that wraps it up for this edition of Morning Tide. I will see you Tuesday afternoon as we get ready for the Sharks and the Knights. Pre-game coverage will be at 6.30, game time 7, right here on the Sharks Audio Network. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey, signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network.